Today's readings give us an example, give us an opportunity to examine our own faith, to examine our faith, especially in tough times when God calls us to make choices, to make choices often between what draws us closer to him or something that gives us comfort and relief, a choice that might just be a convenient way out. But we also see today that if we remain faithful to God, God will bless us. And that is the promise of the readings that we have today. In our first reading, God puts Abraham to the test. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this passage about Abraham being told by God to sacrifice his own son, this is nothing short of a horror story for me. Just think about it for a moment. Here is an old couple who have struggled to have children and at an old age, through faith, they are blessed with a son and now Abraham, today, is ordered by God to offer his son Isaac as a human sacrifice. God was ordering him to kill his only son and burn him on the altar, just as lambs were offered for sacrifice. Now what the scriptures don't tell us, the scriptures don't tell us what went on in Abraham's mind. They only tell us that the next morning, faithfully he saddled his donkey, he took two servants and his son Isaac, and he started to do exactly as God had requested. The scriptures don't tell us about his pain, about his doubts, and maybe even the sleepless night that he had just had thinking about what he had been asked to do. I think that what, what Abraham went through, the thoughts that he must have had, the way that his mind must have been playing tricks on him, is very much like our minds are when we are being asked by God to do something as well. When we lie awake and worry about some situation, whether that situation is finances, relationships, or health problems, the questions and the prayers of Abraham that night must have been very similar to those that we ask God when we are facing tough times. Why? Why me? Why this? But you promised me something different. This is cruel. I don't deserve this. And those thoughts that we have in those tough times must be exactly the same as Abraham must have gone through that night. I think Abraham could have asked a number of other questions. He could have asked the Lord, why did you give the son to me only to take him away? What about your promise that I shall be the father of numerous nations? If my only son dies, how will your own promise be fulfilled? And he must have surely questioned God and thought, is this the love that you say that you have for me? Does this account of Abraham sound familiar to any of you? Does this account of Abraham sound familiar to the times that all of us have gone through? Times where you've been asked to sacrifice something that is dear to you, to give up something or to lose something that you thought you could never live without. This is just part of being human. But when we respond with, we respond with a lack of faith in God, we respond with fear, we respond with doubt. Unlike Abraham, we question and doubt God. We lose the touch with God that Abraham had. And this brings up some interesting points for us 
And the first point is faith. Once you have it, it's not constant. Once you've got faith, it's very easy for you to lose that faith. But faith is a process. It's a journey through highs and lows, and if we look at our lives, our lives are filled with those higher points and those low points. During the high points that we have, life is wonderful. Everybody is great. Life is beautiful. We hug our friends. We forgive our enemies. And on such days, we wonder how we could ever go through life with difficulties. But on the low points, at the times when we have low points, nothing goes right. We feel oppressed. We feel marginalized, misjudged. We feel out of place and lost. And at such time, life seems unbelievably hard. But faith is like that too. It follows the rhythms of happiness and sadness, of ecstasy, agony, light and darkness. Now, St. Ignatius calls these two states consolation and desolation. He tells us that spiritual consolation is an experience of being so on fire with God's love, where we feel driven to praise and to love and to serve God and to help others as best we can. This state of consolation brings us a deep sense of gratitude for God's faithfulness, for his mercy and for his compassion in our life. In consolation, when we're in consolation, we feel more alive and more connected with others. But in spiritual desolation, in contrast, St. Ignatius tells us that this is an experience where we feel heavy and dark and we feel as if our souls are in turmoil. Times we are filled with all, these times we are filled with all kinds of doubts and temptations and self-preoccupation. Restless, anxious, and we feel cut off from others. And such feelings, as Ignatius's own words say, move one towards lack of faith and leave one without hope and without love. Is this what Abraham must have felt when God asked him to fulfill this huge task? Did he have the highs and lows in his own life, the consolation, the desolation? Of course, Abraham's faith must have flickered. I'm sure almost failed when God was asking him to sacrifice his son Isaac. It must have really pained Abraham to think of this task that he was about to undertake. But Abraham trusted God and God didn't let him down. And in fact, after Abraham responded positively to God's request, God blessed him beyond his wildest dreams. In a similar way, God allows our faith to be tested. When this happens, we go through pain, we go through confusion, we go through the same doubts. But if we trust God as Abraham trusted God, God will not let us down. As our second reading today says, when God is on our side, who can be against us? And in the end, God will bless us too. Now this doesn't mean that God will give us everything that we want. And this doesn't mean that God will take away the problems that we have. What this does mean is that God will walk with us through everything we are going through. That if we open ourselves to God's presence, he will be there. 
if we open ourselves to the guidance and the nudging of the Holy Spirit, God will help us to get through this, and he will be there to reward our faithfulness. The second point we must consider is at the heart of all of this, how do we build our faith? How do we build our faith to have the faith that Abraham had to respond positively to God? How do we learn to hear his voice and to feel his presence? And I think the gospel today is the answer for that. It's an invitation for us to go up the mountain and to spend some time with Jesus. This is a good Ignatian example of what prayer is. It tells us that prayer is a response to Christ's invitation to come up the mountain. In other words, to leave behind our ordinary everyday lives for a while and to place ourselves quietly in the presence of God and to experience his glory. It's an invitation for us to be alone with Christ and to be transformed by him. The climax of the gospel today is the, is the key to this. It's the command from God, this is my son, my beloved, listen to him. And so this is the good news of today's readings. It reminds us that faith is a lot like life. Faith has its mountains, it has its valleys. When we're standing on the mountain, it's easy to believe and to love God. But we're in, we're in those really dark places. It's hard to believe and it's hard to trust God. The covenant God made with Abraham, he makes with us as well. If like Abraham, we can cultivate a living faith and we can remain faithful during these trials, God will reward us with the life that he promised to all of us. But the faith that God is calling us to today, where we have to trust him without knowing how God is going to care for us, is the faith that we are called to. Abraham took his blind leap of faith that resulted in him entering into a new life in the hands of God. After witnessing the transfiguration, Peter, James, and John also experienced a new life in the hands of God. Today, we are called to take that leap of faith in God's hands. Our challenge today is that our faith must be more than just a statement of our creed. Our faith must be a living participation in the covenant between Abraham and God. Because if we strive for the living faith that our father in faith, Abraham, actualized, God will care for us beyond our wildest expectations. I believe that. Do you?